Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the No Pucks Given podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Eric Porcelli, and I'm joined by my two good friends, Nick Delpret and Thomas Humana. And this week, well, what a week it was to be a Leaf fan. How are you guys doing over there? I'm good, man. Well, as good as can be, non-hockey related. Um, <laughs> I want to save right from the beginning. I apologize if you hear do- dog barking in the background. Can't really control that. Um, I did want to mention before we get started, there will be the giveaway right at the end of the episode, right after Fantasy Corner. So please stay tuned for that. And uh, Thomas, how are you doing? I'm good. I mean, as the only non-Leaf fan, I think it's been a good week. So <laughs> I'm just excited to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> So I, guess I, let's get started. I want to know what a good week feels like for a <laughs> hockey team. Let me tell you, I want to know what a good week feels like. Okay, listen, I, I'm not going to get into the Leafs right away. I feel like there are 31 NHL teams that deserve to be talked about first <laughs> before this fucking team. I agree. So let's just, you know, let's let's just hop into some some noteworthy news of the week. All right. Not much happened really around the NHL this week in terms of headlining news. However, somehow Evander Kane seems to keep finding himself in this in in a hellhole of negative publicity. He was suspended 21 games for presenting a fake vaccine card. And I just want to know what on earth was he like? He, does he think that this is like a club in Toronto that he can like fake ID to get in? Like it's your it, it's your place of employment. Like, were they not gonna catch on? Like, I don't know. Oh my god, this guy is making a mess of himself in this league. Like, nobody wants him anymore. I don't even know if the Sharks even give a shit. I don't. I don't think he's playing another game. No. Did you see the uh, Logan Couture interview after the game? He said the dressing rooms in a good as a good place as it's ever been right now. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's been more of a, he's a, more of a distraction than anything yeah. else. Kind of a player. I mean, that's why he bounced around a few times with the same with the same comments coming from every single dressing room. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I, huh? I was I was just saying, I can guarantee he won't play another game in a Sharks uniform, and I don't really see anyone else giving him a. Yeah. He's so stupid. Like, you're an athlete. You're a professional athlete. People look up to you. Why the hell are you trying to? do shit like that like it's yeah. it's so and then then you let's say you get away with it then you're putting people on your team at, on your team at risk yeah no, putting I, your family at risk like what what is wrong with you yeah i know i'm plus i think like he's probably got to go through some sort of freaking rehab for his gambling addiction too so like i don't know uh yeah i i i think this guy played was this his last year's contract or has he got more? I don't even know. No, I think he has five years left. Holy! I can check the exact. That's I a think lot it's of still gambling. Twenty-five. Money. But Thomas, confirm. I will confirm. Give me one second. You guys can keep going. I'll just bring it up when I'm ready. Um. Well, okay. I guess next on the list of things to talk about is that uh, this is this hurt Thomas, I guess, more than anybody else. But COVID nineteen is uh you know, still making its way through the league a little bit with Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley missing games this week due to the protocol, along mm-hmm. with Jeff Carter on the Penguins. And obviously that didn't really matter because <laughs> they played the Leafs. So <laughs> Thomas, did you, uh, did you miss Miss Mr. Wheeler and, and Shifley this week? I mean, from the, from the Jets results, it didn't look too bad. 
the yeah. first game was a shootout with Minnesota. We ended up losing in overtime, six five. So I guess you could you could say we're missing some of our bigger guys, especially Shifley, who always seems to put up a point or two every game. And then Saturday, I think we were just on a different level, like uh, compared to Nashville. So I don't think I obviously missing your superstars is a big deal. To was Hellebuck in that last night? Pardon? Was Hellebuck in that last night? Yeah, Hellebuck against Soros. He's still not but, playing well. Yeah, but. If you're, if you're missing your superstars, obviously it's painful, but I guess it's good to hear that they're doing well. It hasn't yeah, spread yeah. to the team, so everyone else seems to be okay, and, and we're getting our win. So. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say about this COVID stuff. I'm, like, I know it sucks that there's so many uh, spread out outbreaks, like Pittsburgh, Jets. Um, who's the other team that has the issue? Is Kane still on COVID protocol or was he ever? Yeah, yeah he entered yeah, the Hawks. Yesterday. Yeah. Whatever, regardless. I'm just like, it's good to see that it's only like two or three players from each team. Like, I don't think it's, it's been past three players from each team. Yeah. So yeah. See that the vaccine, you know, it's working and there's no actual outbreaks like Vancouver last year. So, yeah. Hopefully you never see that ever again. Um, I guess moving on because I, God knows no one wants to hear anything else about COVID ever again, honestly. But I know everyone um, wants to hear about the Leafs. We'll get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Don't worry about it. Um, Montreal Canadiens, uh, they, uh, they've had an interesting go of it of late. Uh, they started, what was it, 0 4 or 5? I think it was 5, and then they won 5, yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of things are. Big win, too. 6 1. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are going on over there. I mean, I don't know if it's time to panic really there, but I mean, questions are raised. I know he just signed a contract extension to uh, Dominic Ducharme. Um, but do you guys think that maybe possibly that's a coach that needs to be let go as early as now? I mean, like he only, what he came in midway through last year. Yeah. Right. Cause they signed, they, they, they had a uh, Julian, right. Yeah, Claude yeah. Julian, and they fired him. Yeah, and then they brought him. He was him. an interim, and yeah, then they yeah. gave him a contract. And they gave him a contract. I mean, realistically, he's he's five games into his his official head coaching contract. I mean, I don't know if he gets fired this year because I think going into the season, Canadians fans, I think, or not even not Canadians fans, but uh, at least the league kind of anticipated Montreal to take a huge step backwards from their, uh, you know, Stanley cup final. Yeah. Uh, or not Stanley cup final um, conference. Was it Stanley cup final? Yeah. Stanley cup final. What am I saying? Their Stanley cup final appearance, but um, I don't know. I don't think he gets fired. I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if the, there's a coach to get fired this year, if it's the first one, it's uh, what's his name, Jeremy Cole. I, I can't, I don't even know his name by heart, but the guy in Chicago, Coalition. Oh, yeah, Colin, whatever his name is. But I Allison, think he's, I think it is. Yeah, I think he's the first one out. I, really, not not Sheldon Keith. Yeah. Okay. Relax. He's oh, okay. 04. Oh, like, you know, I'm not starting yet. I'm not starting yet. Too early. Too early for that. Too early. I'm not starting yet. <laughs> Eric, you're really gonna make my head hurt today. Uh, All right. Let's just get through this news, buddy, and we can we can fucking. Um, but later. yeah, I think Chicago's coach would be fired first. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, they they are having a pretty bad start for a team that everyone thought was supposed to do pretty well. Um, 
I guess around the league as well. I mean, Blackwood got vaccinated. I know that's big news for New Jersey. They finally get their, their number one goalie in there. Um, you know, I mean, don't know why it took them so long, but yeah, the reasons. <laughs> um, the Rangers are also looking to shop a uh, Kravstov there. That's one of their, uh, one of their, you know, shining young stars, I guess that, you know, is supposed to be making a strides in the league and, and doing well for himself, but just can't seem to find himself on that roster. And yep. he wants a trade out or is it just yeah, a he, mutual? So, so originally he asked when, when he saw that he was being sent down, um, to start the year, he, he didn't report to the AHL. Mm. He went back to Russia and he said, I want to trade. Um, I think he's an NHL player. I think he's good enough to be on the Rangers. I think he's better than anyone in the bottom six. I don't understand why he's not playing. I think because the Rangers just want to get tougher. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I like Sammy Blade, but other than that, I think he should be playing over all everyone they have in their bottom six. But anyways, um, so he went back to Russia and then Gerard Gallant called them actually last week to kind of say, you know, if you come over, start in the AHL, it, it won't be long until you get called up. And he said, no. He goes, I want to be traded. And that's where they're at now. And Rangers said they want a top prospect, nothing less. So it's, hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. We'll see if they get one. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to trade a top prospect for a top prospect. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. You know, it's kind of change of scenery kind of, kind of thing. Um, Tarasenko seems to be you know, staying in St. Louis doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon. I, you know, I know there was all that trade speculation and him wanting out, not liking the way doctors handled his shoulder and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. doesn't seem like he's, uh, he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. I saw this morning that he, uh, he said he's staying at least to end the year. So, yeah. Well, that's good news for St. Louis. He's been off to a very good start, too. Yeah. With them. He's Tarasenko. I mean, he's still an elite player in the league, right? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's one goal, three assists in the five games they or four games they've played. That's not bad. A point per game. Um, uh, there's, there's actually some pretty big news, too, is uh, Eichel may file a grievance if not traded between one and two weeks from now. I mean, that's pretty big. Now, I'm, I'm no you know, how do I put this? You know, I don't know much about what grievances are really. I just know that they're employment disputes. Um, but uh, that could be, you know, that could be big for, uh, for this, for these, for this news with Eichel. I mean, hopefully this gives the Sabres incentive to trade him because I do not think the NHL is better. Off. I don't think they're better off without Eichel. Eichel needs to be playing in this league. He puts butts in seats and, you know, his jersey sells and people turn on their TVs to watch Eichel play. Yep. He's an all-star. He's, you know, and I just, I just honestly, I want this to go away for him, for the league. It's just bad. It's such, it's bad publicity for the NHL. It looks terrible on them. What mm-hmm. other, what other league in the world have you seen a star player have to miss this much time because of a, a, a like injury rehabilitation or injury dispute over which, which direction to go with surgery. I can't think of one, but this is just, this is looking ugly and it's making the Sabres look awful as an organization. Yep. I, I, 
I, I pray that that guy gets traded because I, I don't understand what they're I, – I seriously don't know what Buffalo's mindset is in this. They think someone's going to miraculously offer them what they want. They have absolutely no leverage. Um, the guy wants to play hockey. And I just feel bad for him because he's kind of at like a crossroads that he can't really make a decision until he gets that damn surgery. So hopefully something's decided here. He pushes them to trade him. And they're not going to get what they want in return. So, oh no, they're not in the driver's seat anymore. Sucks to suck. Yeah, no, they're definitely not in the driver's seat anymore. That's for sure. Um, I guess lastly, I guess they deserve a little bit of respect considering that they just plowed through the Maple Leafs, but the Sharks are on a hot start. Um, you know, with a four, four, oh, and oh, um, yeah. going four into, straight wins against yeah. the teams going into Sunday. I mean, as we're recording right now, they are playing Boston and yes. they're losing three to one. So, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a wake up call. For the Sharks, you know, maybe they're going to come back down to earth. Who knows? I think they're just tired because they've been on the road for so long. Yeah, that's, that's also true. But I mean, if they were going to go 5-0 and on a long road trip, that would have been exceptional. But, I mean, everything, yeah. you know. But teams, I will think, that are already starting to come down to earth are Buffalo, Detroit, Anaheim. But I think the Sharks are a team that can really, you know, make some noise, actually. Like, kind of underestimated in the league with Eric Carlson saying, I don't know if you guys heard. He's like, I'm still one of the best players in this league, and he's playing like it. So with that yeah. resurgence and, you know, guys like Timo Meyer and they got a lot of young guys who are playing well, if that can continue, they can make the playoffs. The Pacific is wide open, so <laughs> and it will be wide open. It's Edmonton and then everyone else. So, um, yeah, I mean, Edmonton and Florida look really good. They look like the two best teams in the league. As they uh, should. Uh, yeah, St. Louis looks good because they're four and zero. Minis four and zero. Um, this this it's a weird year to start the year, man. You got Tampa two. What are they two two and one? You got Colorado who's two three. I gotta look. Um, Colorado is what two three and zero. Oh. Yeah, I was right. You got Vegas one and three. Like it's it's a very yeah. weird year, man. Can you, can, you the, the, can, can you say the least record for me? I don't have to say the least record because uh, can, can you? But can you? I want to hear you say it. I'm sure people expect that though. Two, three, and one. I'm, I'm sure people expect that. The oh, they they, they expected the Leafs to be two, three, and one to start the year. Oh, I know you did. I got shit on for thinking the Leafs were. Well, gonna start no, the year you got of... shit on. You got shit on for not thinking the Leafs are going to make playoffs. But we'll get there. Don't worry. I don't know about you, but there. I got I got seven different reasons as to why they probably won't make the playoffs, and they okay. all start. And they start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Will you, anyways, say, this, will you say the same? Will you say the same about Tampa? Ah, uh, but that's a team that we know will bounce back. Okay, because they're they got, proven. They got twenty-one goals against in five games. Okay, that's fine. All right, I just want to make sure you're consistent. I am. I, I am consistent because okay. the thing is, is that the, the, the there's one thing to have championship pedigree and learning to come back, and there's one thing to be little girls skating around the ice. Oh, I agree. Like it, it just doesn't. I just want to make sure you're consistent because Colorado has 20 goals against in five games. So uh, I don't know. Um, but anyways, let's talk about what are we talking about now? Injuries. Um, I can lead this, I guess. I mean, it's it's pretty quick. Jack Hughes is out indefinitely. They still haven't given a timeline. Really, they're gonna reassess him this upcoming week. But he has a separated shoulder, which honestly sucks. I I think he's gonna miss him in only three to four weeks. Um. It's going to be a lot of, you know, rehabilitation and stuff like that. But 
hopefully it's not too long. He was off to an insane start, and this is going to be a big year for him. And if New Jersey wants to make the playoffs, he needs to be healthy. So hopefully he's back soon, but there will be an update next week. Um, Mike Smith, there's still no timeline, but he's out with a lower body injury. That's the thing with Edmonton, right? They have these two goalies who are at the end, later stages of their career, and hopefully, you know, he's not out too long. Like I said, they don't have a, a timeline yet. Um, but Nico Koskinen has come in and freaking picked up right where Smith left off. They're still undefeated, so yeah, um, good for them. Um, this hurt that these Mike Smith hurts my fantasy league. Yeah, I have him <laughs> as my goaltender. Just picked up Koskinen. Not too late. I picked up Koskinen. Yeah. I know. Timmy jumped on it. Um, this is another one that hurts Eric's fantasy team. Nikita oh. Kucherov out minimum of 10 weeks. I think he's going to be out till after New Year's. Um, not that I mean, not that Tampa really cares. They're just going to keep accumulating cap space anyway. So they're going to they're use it to trade for Eichel. Yeah. So no worries there. <laughs> Tampa's fine. But yeah, it's a groin injury. Minimum 10 weeks. Doesn't need surgery, which is good news. So we'll see how that goes. Um, then there's another big one, Drew Doughty. I saw the injury live. Actually, Eric, we saw it together. Mm-hmm. That was I'm surprised Hockenpah didn't get suspended. That's that was horrible. I know Tim, you're gonna say there was no intent, but you can't do that. He stuck his leg out like flat. No, no, he didn't. Okay, sure. It's because you like Hockenpah. Um, no, it's because even the league agreed. So yeah, George Peros is, is judging. So let's let's leave it there. Yeah, that's a funny um, judgment, but it's okay. Thank God there's no ligament damage. It shouldn't be too long term. No time frame yet. Um, I'm sure there's still more testing to take, but you know, if LA wants to do anything this year, I think they need him. Uh, he was off. To, he was also off to a fire start, along yeah. with Kopitar, who's continued that. But shockingly, man, the Kings are one three and one. I thought, you know, with I, Kopitar's uh, freaking leading I the league in they points, were gonna be, I thought they were going to be so much better. I mean, it's not. It's not. They still have a. They can still make the playoffs. It's oh yeah, I know. There's still a whole season ahead of them. Yeah, as well. like, but I know. I agree with you, especially with the way Kopitar are starting. Like you got to take advantage of that, man. Yeah. You know, I also think though, there's a lot of there's a lot of turnover on that team though. There's there's a lot of you know new additions, new players getting used to each other, mm-hmm. right? In game situations, so I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll you know gather it up and and start to actually produce um, some wins. But I mean. I don't know, man. They've been, they've been getting scored on a lot, so that's the problem. They can't keep the puck out of their net either. Yep. So and we'll see what happens with them. But uh, let me say this one because I was actually watching this game. But Matt Murray is back on the IR, and it was his first game back yesterday, and he didn't even get through the entire game. And his injury probably was the reason why New York bounced bounced back that game and, and won. They scored. Uh, they scored two quick goals. Yeah, on, uh, on Forsberg. That was horrible. I mean, he, he came in. Was it Gustafson or Forsberg? Forsberg. He came in, letting two goals on three shots. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I it's hard to blame a goalie in that oh, situation. Yeah. He came in not expecting you know, any yeah. game. That and like the goals weren't even really his fault. Like it just the team kind of fell apart around him. Yeah. But I feel bad for Matt Murray, man. He's been you know, battling injuries his entire career. And, uh, you know, he's poised to make this bounce back season this year and finally, like, be, you know, a goalie that Ottawa can, you know, start on a nightly basis and mm-hmm. kind of rely on in bigger games. And he just can't catch a break. Like, it's such, like, a, an innocent play, really. Like, 
not really innocent play, but like, you know, I know Kreider is known to, you know, get rough and tough around the net, but he was literally trying to avoid Matt Murray's neck and he, they just collided head on knee and a little bit, and it must've been enough to tweak it. And I just, yeah. I don't know, I just, from a goalie perspective, cause I'm a goalie in hockey and, and it just sucks. You just know that like, it, cause it's such a mental position. Like you got to have such a lot of mental toughness to be a goalie. And if you're Matt Murray, you're just like, I can't catch a damn break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was playing a good game too. He was shutting down New York. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I just, I just feel bad for him. And, and I guess I even can't believe I'm going to say this, but I kind of feel bad for the centers. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I guess that's it on on the injury front. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to uh, to add. No, I'm I'm good. All right. Well, I mean, we could go over some of the uh, noteworthy games this week that happened. You know. Um, like the Leafs getting goalied against the Rangers, losing 2-1. That was a good game to watch. I enjoyed it. It was a good game to watch, but looking back on it after these last two games, I wish they got two points. Like I said, it was a good game to watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One game at a time. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's just let's just yeah, get through this. You know, next. you know what pisses me off about that game? We'll start with this one, but we're not getting oh, into the Leafs we'll, yet. No, 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 we're not getting to the Leafs yet. I just want to talk about this game since you brought it up. It pisses me off because Matthews and Matthews had 16 shot attempts, eight shots on goal. He looked like a fucking guy who was gonna absolutely take this league by the throat when he starts. And then he follows up him and Marner actually they were both flying that game. And then they follow it up with what happened this weekend, which we will get into. So that was a little bit frustrating because they had five days off, four days off, whatever. And you guys play like that after that good performance against the Rangers, which, you know, if it weren't for Shusterk and that game wasn't even going OT. Um, so it, it is what it is. I mean, that, that was a good game, but that's all we're going to say about that. Thomas, that, talk about yeah, your guts yeah. Thomas, please, please talk to me about a team that's worth yeah. watching. Well, I, I'm. I think you watched the game, the I Jets versus Minnesota game. That was a good game. Insane game. Yeah, very, very two horrible good teams that can score. But uh, and then so yeah, same thing. We were out with both Shifley and Wheeler that game, if I'm correct. Yes. And then, so yeah, you know, you can't expect to win as always. You can't expect to win every game, and losing to Minnesota's, it's, it's you know, it's no the need way, to look the down way it on ended, yourself. Though. Yeah. Kyle Connor. Shifley yeah, did play that game. Sorry. Shifley did play that game. He did play that game? Because he scored the empty netter that was offside. Yeah, that's Oh, yeah, true. that's right. That's right. That's right. He didn't play. Oh, yeah, he didn't play the other the other one against Anaheim. Yeah, just just a, you know, a simple mistake. Like keep your head up. We win that game. That was just a but, lazy offside. Like, yeah. you just... But at least, you know, we ended up with a point. And then our season opener against Anaheim. We ended up winning five one, which was which was really good. Home opener, uh, yeah. That that was the game. Shifley was out. I think that morning we found out Shifley yeah. wasn't playing. Yeah, it hurt my fantasy uh fantasy team there too. Take in. I had I had Smith, Kucherov, and Shifley out for this entire week. Yeah. Fucking great. <laughs> but uh, you know, without Shifley and without Wheeler, guys like Dubois and Kyle Connor have really stepped up. Yeah. Um. So that's Andrew really- Cop. Andrew Cop. Nate Schmidt. He's anchoring that power play now. That's just, you know, that's just what you want to see. When your top guys go injured, your depth comes in and does yep. the job. 
and I'm happy, um, that, I'm happy that Nate Schmidt's settling in there. Yeah, he's good a, to see. He's looked really good. He's taken over that power play from Morrissey, and I think by the look of it already, it's it's Schmidt's to lose now. Yeah, especially considering his contract, it's good to see he's actually playing well. Yes, sir. And I guess I'll just I'll finish off the Jets with Saturday's game before you guys can have your lengthy rant. rant. But uh, yesterday we also looked good. Statsny had two goals. Kyle Connor and Dubois again putting up points and Schmidt with two assists. So I think that was just, you know, it's always good to beat Nashville. So I think just having those two wins after the week we had last week, especially with the COVID protocol stuff, I think these are two big Ws. The power play is looking strong again. So I think this just, you know, like I said last week, there was not, there wasn't any need to panic. So these just these two result, results just showed that we're headed back to the right direction. And as long as we can carry that, hopefully Hellebuck finds his feet. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to every other every game coming up next. Yeah. Well, it was a decent week to be a Jets fan. So that's good to hear. It's good to hear that half of this podcast is having a good week. One third. One third. Sorry. Math, not my strong suit. Uh, um uh, Carolina versus Montreal. I mean, that was, that was a good me, game. baby. Yeah, it was, was a good were, game. They were really giving him the. Uh, they were the chanting six one. They were saying F U K K, and then oh, he scores. I, I, I love I think, it. I think he had the last F U there. <laughs> on that one. Yeah, that was uh, a really good game to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game to watch. All right, well, oh, you know me... what? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over these two because we have we so guys. We have notes that we, uh, we kind of like, you know, talking points that we look at. So on my list of notes of talking points, I got three other games that I want to talk about this week, two being Leafs, one being Seattle versus Vancouver. So what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about Seattle. Like I'm getting heated just looking at this fucking note page. Seattle versus Vancouver, Seattle's home opener. Um, and, you know, it was it was a decent game. I didn't get to watch much of it. Um, but I did manage to catch most of that third period. And I mean, Seattle, I, I feel like once they find like a, their, their system, like their identity, like once their players find that their identity, they look like they have potential to actually make some noise. Like I like the way they play, but they did lose to Vancouver for two. Bo Horvat had two goals that game and he pretty much put my fantasy team on his back. And is <laughs> willing me forward this week because of all my injuries and shit that I got going on. But anyways, um, I don't. Did you guys get a chance to catch the game, or am I the only one that that, that caught a, a portion of it? Yeah, I caught bits and pieces. Yeah, I saw the first period, and then after that, I fell asleep. But yeah. holy man's got to work in the morning. It's these these late East Coast games. I caught yeah. the I caught the third. Yeah, I caught the third too. I. I uh, my, really girlfriend, much my, my girlfriend my girlfriend fell asleep so i caught the third <laughs> uh, yeah i don't really um, have much to say about that game i mean seattle yeah. is playing exactly how i expected them to yeah um all right well i guess let's just address the elephant in the room so we both know that me and nick are leaf fans and this week has been disastrous at best so the leafs lose all three games this week Yep. One, one they deserve to win against New York. And whatever you want to call the hockey that was played by them on Friday and Saturday, 
They lose 5-3 to the San Jose Sharks and 7-1 to against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. <laughs> what the hell? Or the, uh, God. As we expected. As we expected. Listen, okay. The Leafs were like going into that game. Latang, Crosby, Malkin, Carter, Rust. All of these guys were out. And you knew as a Leaf fan going in that we were taking the, we were going to lose. Oh, yeah. That's you why knew. I wanted to win Friday so bad. You Which knew. is why I, I wish Keith started Campbell on Friday. But holy shit, did I not expect a 7 1 pounding. This team, this team needs to figure it out. This team needs to make it worthwhile to turn on the fucking TV and watch them play. Because can I, can I tell you why they what what made me know that they were gonna get blown out? Please. As soon as soon as Matheson scored that wraparound and Campbell, Cam yeah. Jack Campbell. I feel so bad for that guy. His honestly, honestly, his first goal against an elite uniform that was completely his fault. First, first, and even then, the Muzzin and Hole were touching each other instead of defending Matheson going around the net. Um, his first goal against that was his fault. I knew that I knew the team wasn't going to bounce back. I, I knew it, and, and right away the puck dropped. They got scored on again. Engvall giveaway, or, or was it Kerf? No, it was. Ka- it was Kasha. Giveaway, they score. And right there, I, I said, I, I hope it goes to 10-1. I don't even give a fuck because they deserve it. They deserve it. I didn't want them to come back and do their typical, you know, we're down 4-1. Yeah, we're going to make it 4-3 and give this fan, the fan base hope. Or even better, we're going to win 5-4 in OT. I didn't want any of that bullshit because I don't want this, this team to have – this oh we got so close we got so this we got so it's always we're so close we're doing the right things we're just not getting luck we're getting goalie no you're fucking not this team is shaken by the littlest things so easily and i see it i see it every night if they don't score first forget it forget it because the only time they will actually start playing toronto maple leaf hockey as they should be is the last 10 minutes when they get scored on first you write them off from then until the 10-minute mark in the third period. I, I know it. I know it. I'm sure you know it. I'm sure even Thomas fucking knows it. That is the problem with this team. Their mindsets, and I don't care when Keith says, Dubis says, yeah, I know they don't believe in the past. We're turning a fresh page, this, that. No, you're fucking not. They literally, they're like little, I don't understand what's wrong with them. I, I don't. You're, you're a good team. You prove time from time again, you always put your jets on and make a comeback. Always. Always. Why can't you just play like that from the fucking beginning of the game? That's what I'm saying. Why do they got to play from behind? Why? And then when you do go behind, why are you so scared? Why are you so, oh, I can't make this mistake. I can't make this mistake. I got a toe drag here. I got to do this. I got to look nice. I got to get on this guy's. I got to make sure the fans like me. Like, shut the fuck up and play hockey. You're good players. You're overpaid, but you're good players. Yeah, uh, this this is like, this looks awful on so many fronts for so many people in the Leafs organization. Yep. I mean, if I'm Kyle Dubis, I am I am freshening up my resume. Yeah. I am I am making sure it looks really nice because I don't even think there's a single fucking team in the NHL that'll hire this guy. 
after this this bullshit going on with the Leafs. If if this team continues, now I get it. You know, five games in, why are Leaf fans up in arms? And you know what? One of my favorite media personnel that covers the Leafs, Steve Dangle. Okay, hmm. I stayed up yesterday night to watch him to watch because I knew he was going to post a uh, oh yeah um night of. game like a night of video on on the Leafs, and I stayed up because I wanted to see that video. And you know what he said? You know, people are saying it's game five. It's only game five of the regular season. Why are you freaking out? Because it's not just game five, right? There was last year in the playoffs against Montreal. Yep. You know, it was it was just game. It's only game seven, right? Or no, it's only it's only game it's only six game that we four, lost. Right? It's, it's only, only game five. Four, it's only yeah. game six, and we lose in seven. And then the year before, it was the Columbus Blue Jackets, and we lose that series. And it was the year before against the Boston Bruins, and we lost that series in seven, where we were going into games. Uh, we were leading. Actually, we had a chance to close out the series that year in game six, and we lost two straight. And then there was the year before where we had to go to game seven against Boston as well. And then there was the year before that where was it? It was Washington. But you know what? They were young that year, so maybe I'll give them a pass. This team has been bad my entire fucking life. Mm -hmm. Literally my entire fucking life, okay? It is not just game five of this season. It is year, when was the last time they won a playoff series? 2004? 2004. So it is year 17. Yep. It's not just game five. It's year 17 of the same bullshit, the same song and dance, the same fucking garbage that we have to watch as fans. And it's like, you know what? People, you know, we're too hard on them. We're, you know, we're, the fan base is, is crazy, this, that, and the other. We, we, the Leaf fan base loves hockey, and the fact that this fan base seems to be the only one that can't seem to fucking enjoy an ounce of hockey in the city. Even when they're winning, no one enjoys it. Because we know yeah. we're, we yep. know what's going to happen. We yep. know what to expect out of this fucking shit. We, it, 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 it doesn't get any better. It never gets any better. We wanted to the be, the best part about it is, and if I'm Mike Babcock, I'm fucking laughing. I am laughing at this freaking team because, you know, we constantly point fingers at what the problem is. And everyone was like, you know what? I mean, he had to go. Okay, fine. He had to go. But everyone was like, Mike Babcock is the problem. He was, I don't think he was the problem, but he had to go. Mike, but but the, the everyone was pointing fingers. It was Mike Babcock. His coaching style went stale. It's, it's the run- fucking players, man. Thank you. And that's why I, I, love- don't, I don't even want to hear you say Sheldon Keefe should be fired because he shouldn't. It's the fucking players. But at what point? Okay, so then let me ask you this question: At what point do we give up on this on this, this season? This season, this is literally do or die. You guys don't win, someone has to go. And I'm not talking fucking Pierre Engvall. I'm talking one of, and I don't even put a Nylander there because poor Nylander, man. Honestly, no, I don't even put as, as as we're smashing into. I just want to be clear: as we're ripping into the Leafs, we're just excluding Jack Campbell, Jason Spezza, and William Nylander. I want to be clear there: those three yes. guys. They're not even included because William Nylander is just on another level, on another level. Like I'm asking myself, who, who should the, what should the Leafs do to get out of this? And we're going to get to that in a second when we're done being angry. But when I'm thinking about Lions, it's not who should play with Austin Matthews, who should play with Mitch Marner. And this is exactly what Steve Daniels said. It's who should play with William Nylander because he can fucking play with me for God's sakes and play good. Like he's phenomenal. He has nine giveaway uh, takeaways, 
like no giveaways. He's, he, he, I don't know if you guys saw against San Jose, Timo Meyer up the ice. He's chasing him back, strips the puck, gives it to Matthews, who almost scored. Like, he's the best player on the ice. And Jason Spezza, bro, he has three goals. Three goals. He's leading the team in goals. $750,000, 39 years old, league minimum. I'll retire if I don't play in Toronto. He's leading the team in goals. I don't understand how you're Austin Matthews, Mitch Martin, anyone looking at yourself. Why can't I do that? Why can't I just go out there and do my job? Eric, you said it. Spezza got scored on. The, the fourth line got scored on. Uh, uh, the first goal against against San Jose. What did he do? He went back on the ice. He scored a fucking goal. Yeah, he did what he, any... He actually messed up on the goal against, too. He didn't cover his guy. What did he do? He went to go score a goal. Do you guys think... He plays that... 12 minutes a night. Do you guys think that the players just don't care anymore? Yes. No, it's not... No, yes, it's not no, that they I don't do. care. They don't. They don't give a shit anymore. Because Nick, Saturday, Nick, yeah, Nick, Saturday's Nick. game as a neutral, it just, like, they didn't look like they, they laugh, wanted to be there. They laugh their way to the bank every fucking week. Our power play, our power play when it is on the ice is worth 40 fucking plus million dollars. Okay? You have 11 and a half pretty much on Matthews. Oh, pretty much 11 on Marner, 11 on Tavares. I, 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 agree on Riley. With what you, I agree with what you're saying because at the end of the day, they have the, they're getting their paychecks. They don't give a fuck. I'll agree with you there that they don't care in a sense that they know they're getting paid anyways, but I wouldn't say that they don't care that they're losing. I wouldn't say that because I don't, you, I honestly you saw how dejected they were. No, I don't. Montreal. No, there's one. Nick, I can go in front of a camera and look dejected. Okay, bro, but it wasn't like... But have know, you man. seen have you seen Marner's comments yesterday? It just he said I'm gonna well, tell you guys something right game. now about Mitch Marner. As shit as he's playing, he Toronto is gonna kick him out of the city and he is gonna go win 16 cups. That's fine, he, but he obviously he is gonna go win art Ross. He's gonna be McDavid for the art fucking Ross. He's gonna go and just tear up the league. That's this fine. Fan, he can go no, and do that, but it's not gonna be this needs to stop harping on Mitch Marner because he is gonna leave and they are gonna regret it. I am telling but you, Nick. Right why? Now, what are we going to regret if he can't do anything here? I, it's not that he can't do anything, man. What is you're he basing saying? him on seven playoff series, seven fucking playoff games. This fan base is just all summer commenting on his social media. He he, he proposed to his wife. Sorry, sorry. Uh, one second. One second. No, one. shut up. He proposed to his future wife. What do they say? Oh, that's the only <laughs> ring he's going to see in his life. Like, shut the fuck up. Let the man enjoy his engagement. <laughs> oh, I I I. No, Eric. No, because that is not tolerable. That is not to- no, it's not tolerable because how would you feel if you're a hockey player and you're fucking you can't even engage to your no, it, 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 it's fiance. not it's not it's not nice that you're commenting that on his pictures, but I mean look at Mitch Marner's Thomas. You brought up the interview. Funny. I'm glad you brought it up because Mitch Marner never, never, ever, ever gives a shot back at a reporter. Never, never because he's got no ammunition. What's he gonna he, say? Just fucking don't say anything. Do what everyone else does. He, he yeah, needs to not come. say anything. It'll His come. interviews it'll are come. brutal. What do, you want him to, what do you want him to say? Oh, he God, says the there's so nothing rough. to be concerned about. And he's okay, putting that, the game on bad luck. And, yeah, and That didn't make sense. There's nothing to be concerned about. Yes, there is. But I'm talking about his attitude. It's just different. He doesn't even want to like... He, he's tired of the questions. He's tired. But Nick, it's he 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 can't answer back to a reporter. All I'm saying has to no you answers. guys is they're gonna Jake Gardner, Mitch Marner, and we're gonna lose a trade for him because his value is at an all-time low. If this offseason, let's say we don't win a round, we don't make the playoffs, we trade him. No one's giving you what they. How would. many seasons has he been here, Nick? Listen to me. No one's giving you what I'm you asking would you a question. How many seasons has he been here? Five seasons. Okay, this is his sixth, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
How many playoff series has he played with us? As many as he's been playing. Thank you. And okay. what has he fucking done? Uh, he has, what, 22 points in 25 playoff games or something like that? And the last two playoff series? He's got one what? goal in 14 fucking games. Okay. He also, not led good the team enough. In, he also led the team in assists. Not good enough. For I don't care that it's not good player. enough. I'm not denying that he's playing like garbage. I'm not denying he's overpaid because he's far overpaid. I'm not denying any of that. All I'm saying to you is this fan base is choosing one guy. They always do it. One guy. What about Austin Matthews? What about Austin Matthews? What, what's he, he doing fucking, right now? He fucking sucks right now, too. How, how about Austin Matthews? Why is anyone talking about Austin Matthews? Always Mitch Marner. It's let's, talk about, let's, let's talk about Austin Matthews. We can talk about Austin Matthews. I'm talking about the damn fan base. They well, are I wouldn't even They're going to push him out of the city. And, and that's it. We're going to get nothing for him, and that's it. We're going to do what we always fucking do. Look at Phil Kessel. Oh, actually, they didn't really push him out of the city. But. but but Nick, if it isn't working, you want to know what the definition of insanity is? But not working. He's leading the team. In, he's leading the league in points every single year. Nick, Nick, it is. It doesn't matter what he's doing. Leading okay. the team. Okay, leading Eric, this, leading that. Let's see Mitch Marner get traded. Let's see what it does for us. Let's see us get fucking. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so you're so so you're telling so you're telling me so you're telling me Fowler in return because that's gonna do so much for us. So you're telling me keep the band together. Yep, this year, yeah. Okay, what happens if it doesn't work this year? Then what do you do? Then you trade. Then you you go into a you look explore a trade. But everyone's fucking Mitch Marner this, Mitch Marner that. It's fucking game five. Shut up. Go talk about the rest of the team. It's not Mitch Marner. It's, it's everyone. It's, it's not just game five, though. That's the problem. It's yes, season It's season it, six. It, That's what it is. He fucking, he fucking finished top five in scoring the last two years. What do you want from the guy? I guess it's not just the points in the play, though, but it's, it, it, it's it him isn't. asking for more money and, he, and the contract. He's not a, he asked for that four years ago. That was the mistake four years ago. Stop bringing it up. I'm but tired it, it, of this it's, bullshit. It's harming. Look at his contract and Tavares's contract and how much they're harming the team right now. Tavares if, isn't harming. The, they knew okay, what Nick, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Don't let even bring up Tavares. His let contract me, is me, the worst one of right now. It, it is horrid. It is. It is. Yeah, it but is they knew they were going to do that. They you you can't get rid of it. Let me just ask you something, Nick. Let me just ask you something. They knew that. Let me just ask you something really quick, okay? With the eleven million dollars that Mitch Marner has on this team, cap space wise, okay? You don't think for a second that the Leafs can't replace that contract with two guys. Tell me how Nick, there are, how. I don't, I listen, I don't have a freaking, you're going to go trade Mitch Marner for I fucking Andre I don't, Spechnikov. Is that I don't have, saying? I don't have a trade structure in front of me right now to, to present to you on who I think the Leafs can go and acquire. All I'm saying is that all fucking summer, all you did was preach that we couldn't afford Hyman, which we couldn't, but we replaced him with three guys that are going to okay. combine hold let me let me talk that are going to combine for more points than Hyman because that's what you do that's what you do you fill you fill the gaps you fill this you fill that okay well Hyman has more points than all four of our 11 million dollar players he's actually got more goals than they have points crazy right, right? amazing in the season but okay I'm, amazing it doesn't actually, matter five it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you when you pay players 11 million dollars each i would hope that they would have more than fucking three points combined in, in, right. in six games but whatever it is what it is all i'm saying is that that 11 million dollars spread out in this flat cap era now i'm sure i'm sure you can find 150 points uh in two players to, okay. to fill in you, t- you tell me when the leafs do that okay. you tell me 
I'll tell you if they're not, a year from now, not, if they trade Marner and get better, they're we'll, not because, we'll because Dubis is still on the we can and we will. If Dubis, if Leafs will win around this year, Dubis is fired. And then I'm going to see who comes if, in. And, if and, if and, the Leafs and does something. I love how you're still on if the Leafs don't win around this year. The Leafs have to actually, with this fucking team and the way they're fucking playing and the way that the Atlantic division looks, the Leafs right now, their focus is it. We need to get better at playing playoff hockey. It's we the need way to the actually... division looks. The only team that looks good is Boston, uh, is uh, Florida. I mean, I still think the Lightning are better than the Leafs. I still think that the Boston Bruins are better. I'm than not the saying Leafs. who's better than the Leafs. I'm saying who's playing good. I know, but the problem is, is that they're... Eric Leafs okay. Nation is so broken, and I told myself I'm not going to come on here and defend them. And you did. That's all you did. No, no, no. That's all you did. No, actually, because you're delusional, like the rest of these fucking stupid ass Leaf fans that. It's cry me a river, cry me this. Oh, I paid to do this. I paid. Stop cheering for them. Go cheer for someone else. Go, go. I, but I, but that's why thing. do you keep cheering for them? Why, I think you I, let me are ask the you, delusional one. No, why do you keep cheering for them? Because I have cheered for them my entire life, and okay, I would love so, nothing more. I, and I would love nothing more than to see the blue and white win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, but okay, the problem but, is, but the problem is, is that I'm a fan of this team. I am the reason. I'm not me personally, but all of us are the reason why we're able to ice a team every single year. Why this franchise is an actual franchise. Okay, we have what, what we have in a uh, we have the what's it called, the freedom to think whatever the fuck we want to think about this team. And the problem is, is that you what you are doing is the definition of insanity. The it's same you are expecting the same because thing. Marner is playing like garbage this year. Absolutely, he's not even a two million dollar player. I'm not denying that. I'm telling you, everyone's always trade this trade. If you trade Mitch, we just talked about how Eichel and Buffalo situation is stupid, and I and Buffalo has no leverage. What leverage do you think the Leafs have? Oh, Marner scored 120 points. That team's gonna let, sit at you and laugh at you. You're I not gonna not. win. You're not gonna get out of that. You fucked up by signing the contract. That that's it. The mistake is done. You're not moving that contract and winning the deal. And then you're gonna go sign a free agent. Who are you gonna sign? Another John Tavares. That's all you're gonna get in free agency. Because you're gonna get a big name to replace Mitch Marner, and then you're gonna get in the same situation over again. And that's what fans fail to realize. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not defending the way he's playing this year. He's playing like garbage. And if he doesn't wake up, I would healthy scratch him for a fucking game. That's how bad he's playing. I am not denying that fact. All I'm saying is fans fail to realize what goes behind trading Mitch Marner. It's not trade him and get David Pasternak in return. That's what Lee fans think. They think we're going to go trade him and use that $11 million to acquire a 120-point score. That's not how this league works. That is not how this league works. So No, you – you okay, it's fine. The, Eric, the, the, if you trade Mitch Marner, if the Leafs – conversation, This conversation – okay. Listen to me. The Leafs trade Mitch Marner, you have to go into another rebuild. That's all I'm going to say. You well, have to I go into another rebuild. Matthews point, is going to leave when his contract's up. At, the, at this point, the Shannon plan – at this point, the Shannon plan's up in flames. So what the fuck does it matter what we do now with the next fucking – Years that's, of these guys' careers. That's just where I get aggravated, because okay. there's fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. They don't even know who the fucks are in our on our second line. Yeah, the jersey throwing, the jersey throwing is disrespectful. That's where honestly, I get that's angry. Condemned, but like, but no, that's but that's not. But that's, but that's not. No, what we're doing to Marner is we listen. But why Mitch Marner? What about Morgan Riley? What do you have to say about him? I was going to bring up. Riley. I love I, what's happening. I, I lo- like I said. I and first of all, Nick, I've told you this many times. I am disappointed with Riley, and I think that he's gladly, gladly walked. What about Jake Muzzin? 
looks like I'm fucking... I'm upset with Jake Bus too because I went into the season. I'm not talking about Buzz you. Is. I'm talking about the rest of this fan base. That's what. That's why I don't no, because Mitch the Marner. problem. The problem is, is the only part of the fan base that gets actual screen time or the people throwing their jerseys. That is that is a small percentage of no, the no. fan base. You see, I could guarantee you, seventy five percent of Leafs Nation wants Marner traded. And then you ask them why, and they'll say, "Oh, because he has one point in six games." No. I yeah, think yeah, I'm not saying you, Eric. I know you're a you're I'm not saying I'm not saying very smart saying, leaf fan. I'm not just saying you're saying me. I'm just saying that I think there's more there's more people in this fan base that have an understanding as to why it's not working and what needs to change and what needs to come to an end and when to walk away from a problem when you realize that it's a very bad problem. The only and guy this, you can trade is William Nylander. And I don't think you can trade him. Well, he's I the only you. guy you're going to get a return for. Well, he's the only guy that's going to listen. He'll actually all free I'm up saying, cap space. But all what I'm is that going to do for you? We all I'm going to say is that first of all, we've went long on this leaf segment because pain, pain is the thing, and yeah, we are. Well, this is expected, this is so. this is a therapy session at this point. And but just, and and Thomas is our shrink. I'm just here to listen to you guys. Here. tell tell me how you feel is what Thomas is trying to yeah. get us. All I'm going to say is that. The Leafs are now in a position, in my in my eyes, and you can disagree all you want, where it's not the regular season. You know, it's not about how we play in the regular season. It's about how we play in the playoffs. I think we are past that, and we are now at the – it matters how we play in the regular season because are we going to make the playoffs? And that's well, all I'm going to leave it at. Well, because- I find it funny that, that fans always thought 82 games aren't going to matter because, first of all, with this because fan base – it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to With this to fan matter. base, every game matters because – Everything is the thing is the thing, the thing is is that the eighty two games wasn't supposed to matter. It because does we're matter supposed, though. You're because, in the most competitive no, division in I'm hockey. I'm saying I'm saying yes. Okay, Nick. Obviously, the eighty two games fucking matter. Like, but, but my our point is is that we weren't supposed to be treating these eighty two games like every game was a freaking do or die. Like, is this team gonna make but Eric, it? Eric, that's style the game. Base. No, you're missing. Look at Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon in Colorado. How many I, points do they have? Before last night, McKinnon had an assist. And no one said shit because it's this fan base, Eric. And if I'm Marner, I want out. I want out. If and I'm I Matthews, see. I'm going to Arizona. I don't give a fuck about this team because this fan base is so toxic and they do this every year. And I'm not defending the players. They, they need to be better because even in another fan base, there will be diehards that are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm sure there's people that are like, what are McKinnon doing? But what I'm saying is this, this Toronto, it's so toxic. And players have even said, players do not want to go play in Canada. Players do not want to go in Toronto, play in Toronto. And this is the exact reason. We talk about other teams fucking up superstars. Toronto is, um, is making good reputations for that. Just, just so I know. Just so, I mean, just so I'm going to say. Mm, because, that's fine. because they find their punching bag and it doesn't stop until he leaves. And that's all I'm saying about Mitch Martin. I want to be clear to everyone who stayed through this entire I love Eric. Everyone knows. I want to be clear about my, my whole defense with the Leafs. Um, I'm not defending their play this year. They're garbage. They, they look like one of the worst teams in the league, other than two games, I would say. Um, I'm going to make that clear. I'm not defending Mitch Marner's play. I'm just defending Mitch Marner as a person because the Leafs always do, Leaf fans always do this. They find their punching bag and they don't stop. They do not stop. Marner could have 16 points right now. It'd be the exact same thing. I'm telling you guys right now, it's just that's how this fan base is, and I'm tired of it because it's always no, trade this Mar- guy, trade this guy, but they don't think about what happens afterwards. If Marner was they doing don't well, know. It wouldn't be the, if Marner was doing well, he wouldn't be the talk of the I, town. If the Leafs lost these games, 
and Marner had six points in six games, it'd be the exact same thing. No, it'd it wouldn't. It wouldn't it, 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 no, it'd actually be it'd be on Tavares. It'd be on Tavares. It, no, because they don't blame yeah, Tavares. Would. Oh, he's old. He's this. You he's mean, I fucking, you I fucking blame Tavares. Yeah, because you're a logical Leaf fan, Eric. I'm not talking about you. That's what I'm saying. You're you're speaking towards you're, you're pre-arguing with the people like with a smaller percentage because of the I'm fan t- base. It's not smaller percentage. Look at it everywhere. Is. It's all it's all the same shit. There is probably maybe two thousand fans that are actual Leaf fans that know what hockey is, and that's where this and that's why it's so it's so shit for the players because they have to. I don't understand why. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a player in general. I'm not a fucking NHL player. But I can't even imagine what they go through. I can't. Yeah, it's a mentally taxing. It's a mentally taxing job. And the only but this, way and you, it's just the city. And the only I, way, and the only way you go out and shut anybody up is to prove them wrong. And obviously, yep. they don't know how to do that. So, well, I'm going to be the bigger person in this entire argument because we're going to can go on for literally. I mean, hours. I'm sure people want this, so it's fine. So I am going to, I am going to cut ties with this conversation, and we will revisit it next week because I'm sure, I'm sure. The Leafs will give us something to be angry about coming up this next week. What's it going to be? Carolina on Monday. Freddie, shut Freddie, out. Where Freddie Anderson Freddie. shuts us out on 65 shots on goal. Um, you know, Listen, what I'm, I'm not, I'm not denying any of that. Oh, I, oh, I can, I can continue. Let me just, let me, sorry. Let me just pull up their, uh, their they play Detroit and Chicago. Oh, they played Detroit and Chicago. Okay. Well, there's going to be a great one. Um, let's see. Let's see. Mark Andre Fleury. Shut out. Chicago. Shut out. Shut out. Finally, finally, finally has his first good game. Finally finds his Vesna, his Vesna caliber again. It's going to be the greatest thing. Um, um, one more thing right. I want to say about the Leafs non-argumentative. I think I don't know if that's a word, but whatever. I think Muzzin and Hole should be split up, and I think uh, put Nylander with Matthew. Put, put Matthews with Nylander. Let me correct myself, and then put Marner with Tavares. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Whatever's got to give. Just, those whatever, guys just aren't playing good enough. They just whatever, whatever it is, we need better as a fan base, and that's all I'm going to say. Neilander's got to carry everyone. It seems. Yes. Like. Uh, and, and Mitch Marner is overpaid. I I will not defend that. Yeah. You just fucked up there. Well, anyways, this this conversation is is stale, and now it is it's just we we will talk more next week about it. Um, let's just fly through some notable games of the week. I've already mentioned <sighs> one: Toronto versus Carolina on Monday going to be interesting to see what the fuck the Leafs come at that with that game um should be good um Vegas versus Colorado I mean Colorado really needs to bounce back a little bit yeah it's two teams that are really like trying to find their yeah. groove it's a, two powerhouses I like that game yeah the Jets versus the Ducks Thomas did you write that game down well we're just putting um, our teams right yeah <laughs> I mean <laughs> I think we've played the Jets or the Ducks three times in two weeks um, nice what I do like though Eric and I mean, we're about to list it. Boston and Florida, it's twice this week. It's yeah, that should be great. that should be some good hockey. Good okay. hockey to watch. Um, Oilers Canucks should be good on Saturday as well. Yeah, Oilers Canucks always good. Yeah. But anyways, um, let's uh let's move into actually we got we got pretty good reviews on on fantasy corner from the last episode, yep. right? So yep. let's uh let's move on to the fantasy corner segment of the of the podcast so we can something worthwhile yeah something worth listening to here um <laughs> you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and i'll start um <laughs> i was actually trying to acquire this person from from nick in our fantasy week our fantasy league sorry jordan Cairo of st louis um i mean what's not to to like about him right now is 
playing some top minutes. He's playing some of the best hockey of his career. He's putting up points, you know, and, you know, maybe in some of the, um, in some of the leagues that aren't as deep, um, Kairou will still be available on free agency, or if not right now to trade for him, the value is probably really high. So I don't know if I would recommend to trade for him, but if he is a free agent and you got a player, somehow. On, yeah, somehow, and, and you got, you got a free spot on your team where someone's not performing. I would look at Kairou on St. Louis. Definitely. And uh, another player I wanted to, uh, I want to mention is uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. I don't know what he did over the off season and what Anaheim has done to him, but uh, he has been playing some incredible hockey for them on, on, on defense and um, he's definitely worth a look because I can tell you that there's a lot of leagues. He's only 54% owned and he's got three goals and three assists. Um, and, in, and in leagues that uh, count like blocks and all that stuff, he's got 12 block shots. So for a 54% owned player, I know he's available for a lot of you guys. Definitely worth a look, even as like a short-term option, because I don't really know if this is going to last for him or whatnot. But uh, I would definitely take a look at uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, that's for sure. And then I guess uh, I'll pass it on to you, Nick. You can give your uh, your input. Logan Couture. Uh, yeah, Logan <laughs> Couture. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're good, you're good. Okay. Yeah, Couture has been solid um, since starting the season. Um, I don't think he'd be available in your pool, but if that's a guy that you can somehow acquire – um, I think I'd go for him. I think a lot of people are still low on him because he's on San Jose. But say, and it, and then my next name is Timo Meyer as well. Uh, same story there. If you can acquire them, go for it because because they're on San Jose. Um, I think some people might be low on them. Um, but yeah, they've both been excellent. So those are the two guys I listed. Um, yeah. Does anyone? Or oh, actually, I also put Holpe here. I forgot about that. Um, I think he's Dallas is number one right now, at least to start the year. And he's played four games. He's been excellent in all four. I think he has three wins. So if he's available, because I think he's only owned thirty percent of pools. If he's available in your pool, go at him. Um, that's that's all for me though. Yeah, so I guess sticking with the Winnipeg theme that I always go with, I'm gonna go with Andrew Cop as a big riser this week. I think he had a goal and or two goals and two assists last night's game against Nashville, no points, but he still put up three blocks. So in a league in a bangers league, that's always good when you're a forwards putting up blocks. He's also only 27% owned. So cop cop, just one of those guys, especially when anyone in the top six of the jets get injured or, or jets need to switch it up. Cop is always either in the first line, the second line. He's just always playing big minutes and filling in for the bigger players. So I think if you have cop right now, you're in a good position. Maybe you can try to sell high for somebody else on the list like uh, Logan Couture. But uh, yeah, if you can pick up Andrew Cop, especially streaming him this week where we play Anaheim, LA, and San Jose, those are all games where he should be able to put up points. And then uh, I guess I'll pass on the last last one to Eric. Yeah, so I uh, I actually just traded for this guy in our fantasy league, but uh, Pajot. Now, 
he's one of those guys where I bought low. Um, I think that the Islanders got off to a little bit of a rough, rough start to the season, you know, and they're, they're not really known as a team to do scoring, like to do a lot of scoring, but I mean, Pajot is a key part of that team. He gets a lot of minutes on the PK too, you know, and, and for leagues, like I said, that, that um, look at other metrics, like block shots, hits, face off wins, shorthanded points and all those stuff. Pajot is a guy that fills the stat sheet across the board consistently. So I would take a look at maybe acquiring him now, especially in pools that are deeper um, where you need, you need guys like that, that get points um, in different ways. Um, but yeah, I would definitely take a look at him. I, like I said, I just traded for him. Uh, I just acquired him yesterday and uh, hopefully today he puts up some points for me because Lord knows I need it this week in my fantasy matchup. So that's that. And I guess now we'll move on to uh, some of the fallers this week. Some people who haven't exactly performed. And uh, Tim, I'll, <laughs> on the uh, Winnipeg Jets topic, I let you handle that one. Yeah. So one of my favorite players on the Jets, and just someone who I love watching play, is Nikol- Nikola Nikolai Ehlers, <laughs> with only one assist this season in looks like five games here. It is a little rough from him. I got to be honest. The one assist is a power play assist. So I guess that's good. Last night. So hopefully he could bounce back and just carry that momentum. But, but I don't know. Don't panic with Ehlers. The shots are coming. The chances are coming. He's still like through the eye test. He's still playing well. So I, th- I think if you have Ehlers, you know, there's no need to be concerned right now. Just hold him. See how he's doing. Maybe if, if, if you have better players playing that day, if you can afford to sit him, you can sit him. But uh, yeah, I would just hold Ehlers right now and not panic with him. All right. Um, I guess one player that I know that in uh, our fantasy league with our girlfriends, mine is freaking out because she drafted Marc-Andre Fleury. And uh, he has just not been as advertised. And he definitely ends up on this fallers list because, man, it is hard to justify having him on your team right now. And... Um, I just, until Chicago figures it out, I don't exactly know if he's viable this season, especially because they are choosing to start Lankin in tonight against Detroit. So it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds in Chicago. But right now, Marc-Andre Fleury is trending in the wrong direction. And uh, I just, I don't know if I would... uh, if I would look to getting him in, in any aspect right now, and if you have him on your team already, you got some choices to make, whether or not you want to to hold or or uh, hold him or get rid of him. That's up to you. But if you get rid of him, he will be a very low, low price because it's not looking good over there. And then uh, I guess, uh, Nick, you want to cover this next one? Uh yeah, I guess. Um, Nick Ritchie, um, obvious reasons. He's down in the lineup now, I think. Uh, he's not playing a lot of minutes. I think he's getting like 13 minutes a night. I don't know if he's going to be with either Matthews, Martin, or anywhere in the top six. So might be a guy to drop or eye-dropping. Um, yeah, we're going to kind of blow through this here because I know we're running a little bit over time. Uh, Tim, you could talk about your next one. Yeah, so the next faller I have, Someone who had a really good season last season is Jacob Chitrin. 
I think this season the numbers just aren't there right now. And it's expected Coyotes are taking a huge loss. They're not going to put up points. But especially as plus minus has looked rough, I think he's at a minus seven so far. So I think you, there is a little concern with Jacob Chichurin. He's still a good player. But yeah, I think I think maybe maybe look elsewhere for defensemen. See if you can try to capitalize if he has a good game. Try to sell him high because he's just not going to put the same numbers that he does from last year. Uh, and then lastly on this father's list, I'll go through this quickly. Maxime Comtois. Well, that story is self-explanatory. He has done nothing, <laughs> nothing at all this season for for the Anaheim Ducks, who have done a lot. So he seems to be off to a slow start. Um, I have him on my team and I took a chance when I drafted him and I am not seeing any dividends being paid by him. So he's somebody that I would avoid getting or getting, I would get rid of him, honestly, because I'm looking to shop him as well. Uh, Moving on to the sleepers category. Um, These are players that, you know, maybe they're probably on free agency. And there's, you know, they're, they're blowing up. So we got Evan Bouchard on, um, on Edmonton. He had a fantastic week. He's starting to get more minutes playing with Edmonton and he, you know, he's, he's really, uh, really coming into his own now, um, on that team and, you know, he's finding his way. So I would look to pick up Evan Bouchard in, in some of the pools that are deeper, uh, even ones that, you know, aren't as deep, he's probably available. So. I would look for it. Um, Tim, you want to handle uh, the next couple? Yeah, so this I love this player. He's looking like Barkov Jr. on the Panthers. <laughs> it's Anton Lundell. He's just so good defensively. He can put up – he puts up numbers. He's blocking shots. He's only 10% owned. I think if you can stream him this week, you're in a good spot. He's got – they play all on off days on a Tuesday or no Tuesdays aren't off days, but, but anyways, they play Arizona Tuesday. He's just going to, he's maybe not a player for the long term, but this week, especially since he's playing hot, I would pick up Anton Lundell. Um, do you guys want me to do the next one or? Yeah, I do uh, the other Winnipeg. Beauty. Yeah. So the next one I'm going to go with is Nate Schmidt. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he had a really good week. He put up, five or six assists this week he's playing top power play he's playing top line with morrissey he doesn't put up peripherals with hits and blocks but he's just he's looked like he's looked like a new player on winnipeg so yeah nate schmidt's another one where this week if you can try to grab him on free agency that's a player you should be jumping on right away okay and then i guess lastly on our sleepers list over here is uh Aiden Hill, Nick, you want to? Yeah, I, just, I mean, I just put him there because he's probably not owning a lot of pools and he seems to be the number one guy, although he just got let up by Boston today. Uh, so far, he got pulled, I believe. Um, but in the games he did play leading up to today, he played very well. So, um, yeah, he's, I think he's, yeah, he's 49% owned. So he might be a guy if you need, you know, a third goalie or maybe a second goalie because someone's hurt. Go for the ad because in that division, he hasn't even played against Pacific Division much yet, so might be able to get you some wins. Um, yeah, someone to watch. And then I'm gonna <clears throat> quickly go through notable line changes. I'm not gonna talk about them, just some guys for you to monitor. 
Um, Bunting might get moved to line one. Sandine might go to power play one, bearing any changes with Toronto, considering how they're playing. <laughs> Ty Smith returned from injury yesterday. Um, Andrew Kopp, someone we mentioned earlier, is on power play one. Clem Costin from St. Louis. He's currently skating on line one. Um, although I think Bushnevich is coming back soon, so we'll see. And then the last one is Pavel Zaka. He's line one, power play one. So if any of these names are available, check them out. Add them to your watch list. Add them to your roster. And yeah, that's, that's it for Fantasy Corner. And that's really it for the episode. Uh, great episode three. Um, now we're going to, what everyone's been waiting for, we're going to announce the giveaway winner. So the way I do this is I have an, a random name generator where I copy and pasted all of the names of everyone's entered. Um, some people entered twice, some people enter once, depending on how they, you know, if they share the story, if they follow, mention people in the comments, but everyone's included. I, I kept track of everyone. So the way I'm going to do this is I put everyone's name in a generator and I'm going to randomize it. I'm going to shuffle it three times. And then the winner, the name who's on top is the winner of the giveaway of the hockey cards. So we are going to do that right now. And um, it's exciting. Yeah, good luck, everyone. So a live giveaway. That's exciting. I'm going to press shuffle <laughs> place. Okay. Uh, three times. So once, twice, three times. Did so, I win? No. <laughs> the, the name on top is card underscore collector underscore 77 on Instagram. Congratulations to you. I will send you a DM right after we record this episode and it's up. And Beautiful. Um, you send me your shipping info and we'll send you the cards. Congratulations. Thanks everyone for entering. Uh, we appreciate the support. We're yes. really happy with how, with how viewership's going and stuff like that. We do want to mention if, you know, if you take the time to listen to the episode and you're not following or subscribed to us, please, you know, hit those buttons. Hit the subscribe. Yeah, please. That, that's important <laughs> to us, but yeah, again, it, help, it helps us out. We appreciate the feedback. Some people have been messaging me about Fantasy Corner. Maybe some people they, they think we should include. And honestly, guys, let us know if you got to this point anyways. But let us know if you like those little candid Leafs therapy session type deals. Because, like, you know, we are pretty passionate about our team. But we also want to be, uh, you know, fair to whoever's viewing us, right? So let us know if you if you like, you know, seeing Leaf fans fall apart right in front of your eyes and argue <laughs> with each other or not because uh you know we can definitely you know we got lots of lots of things to share with Leafs if you really wanted to hear a lot about it but let us know if you actually liked that little that little segment that me and Nick went back and forth with but other than that that is it for episode three of the no pucks given podcast and I just want to thank everybody for getting to this point if you did and to enjoy the rest of your Sunday if you're listening to it today Enjoy the rest of the hockey week. We'll see you next week, guys. Yeah. Take care. Take care, everyone. Take care.